Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day and a damn early start to Dell's day. Live in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Hi, right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Joe Spada in the Chronicle this morning. Well, apparently yesterday Joe Spada met media and he wants to be aggressive on the base pass. Joe Spada says station to station baseball ain't no good. We ain't playing station-to-station baseball. We're hitting behind runners. We're going first to third. That's not good baseball. We're not going to wait for get a runner on and hit a two-run homer. We are. You got it? All right, let's hear from Joe Espada here right now on ESPN 97.5, our manager on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We have to find ways to improve and, and, and find, way, find ways to win games, you know. Um, there is, there's opportunities where I thought last year – if we could have taken an extra base on someone or have an at-bat where we had an opportunity to drive somebody in, which is a ground ball or short. So that's just the small stuff. Um, you know, great teams do that. We've done that in years past. So I just want to make it, you know, let them know that those are things that we need to stay on top of. It. He says um, a, a batter would much rather have a runner on third base with one out than a runner on second base with one out. That is true. There's no question about that. It's easier to score the run, obviously. Um, I told the you thing that about little, this, though, the story about how the minor leagues had they wanted to create some turmoil on the base yeah. pass, and Dusty was not about it because he thought it was it was kind of the way they did it, it was a little Dusty thought was goofy about moving around, and there were certain things that they did, but they're trying to come up with advantages. And Espada supposedly was all on board with all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think Espada is going to be on board with everything what, that, like, Leno, like A.J. Hinch would have been. That's what – so so I was on with Nate this morning on Channel 26, and that's a, that's something that I brought up is there's going to be a lot better communication between the front office and the field this year. Dusty had his ways of doing things, and you are not going to – they're going to, you know, you're going to see Yiner, you're going to see Chaz, you're going to – I think there's going to be a lot more collaboration, and we're going to get back to more – even Buck Showalter, who was talking about, you know, man, they wanted me to rest Brandon Nimmo after he had a couple of doubles, and I was like, what? I mean, he guy's hot, and you want me to sit him because he ran around the bases last night? But even he said, man, I'll take all the information I could possibly get, give me it all, and then we'll sit down and we'll what is best for the organization and then make decisions on the fly with with all of the knowledge we could possibly have. And I think Joe Espada's going to be like that. I don't think Dusty was like that. I don't think Dusty was like that at all. As a matter of fact, a lot of his, uh, a lot of his logic was it was, flew right in the face, contrary to what he was doing, contrary to what he was doing, and um, and, and I think that that Joe Espada is going to be a hell of a lot more open to suggestions from Dana and from the organization and use analytics a lot more. Or better than Dusty did. You know what you get from a 70-year-old person. They're setting their ways. Setting their ways. A 
a lot of people who aren't 70 who are 60, 50, 40 are setting their ways. But Dusty has a way of doing it. When Dusty had some, I mean, Dusty's had success. He's one of the great managers of all time. Um, he was great for the Astros for what they needed. At some point, though, now that you're going to continue to build forward and you want to feature young players, there are certain coaches uh, and managers who are just always going to lean to the veterans. Some of it has to do with age. You know, I think there's a kinship with them. Some of it has to do with, with that experience. Um, sometimes you may like one guy better, but you still have to play the other guy to get him ready to be that next guy. And Dusty is probably looking at everything as, I don't care about what Yiner Diaz becomes three years. And Dusty, I think he probably believed what he was saying about, you guys are going to thank me that I'm holding Yiner back and letting him come along slowly. But Well, you never play a rookie quarterback. <laughs> Well, see, a, a lot of those old things like, you, no. well, what about Aaron Rodgers? Well, what about Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, you can always go to that, but what about C.J. Stroud? Yeah. Like, what about, you know, there's also something to be said for some guys shouldn't, some guys need a, a, a longer runway, and some guys are ready. And you got to see, Yiner Diaz was already playing like a guy ready. He wasn't overwhelmed by pitching. What are you trying to save him for? Like, what are you protecting him from? This guy can play. Mentally, he looks like he's pretty good to play. The, he had a... It was he, a, it, he loved Maldonado. So, so. Maldon, everybody does. Yeah, everybody. everybody loves Maldonado. Yeah. Baggy loves him. Uh, uh, Reggie Jackson loved him. Justin Verlander loves him. Frombert. There's a reason that guy. That guy's a dude. Yeah, he's a dude. He's a player's player. He's a dude. But guess what? Dusty ain't thinking about Yiner in three years. He's thinking about I'm a one or two year guy. I'm going with my guy. I trust him. Yeah. He knows how to handle pitchers. He's a veteran. You got to have a guy like that. And I, I agree. It would be great to have a guy like that playing about 60 games a year. Yeah. Did you see Christian Javier? As a defensive replacement. See Christian Javier? Does he have braids? Shed 15 pounds. Good. Here's his quote. I think mechanics was the big part of it, his struggles last season. But because I was carrying a little bit more weight, I think that led to some of those mechanical issues. I was not as fluid as I used to be. You know, maybe that sixty-four million dollar contract got him a little heavier than he would have than he would have been. Maybe, you know, now we're seeing. Hopefully, we're seeing a guy who is recommitted. Um, you know, sometimes guys think I've got to be stronger or bigger, and uh, with the grind of a major league season. And then again, maybe being lighter and more fluid, like he says, is going to help him. Hopefully. And it's rebuilding El Reptil. That's what has to happen this year. If Christian Javier comes back and has the kind of season that we thought he could, Uh he, to me, is the biggest domino this season. He's huge because that's a guy who has... He's got one stuff. Yeah, he's got... Oh, he's got one stuff. But obviously... Obviously, his mechanics were screwed up, and this is what bothered me about the pitching coaches, is that if it's mechanical, because his his fastball was lower, okay, that could have been that could have been World Baseball Classic stuff, could have been pitching in the postseason. That's a lot of extra baseball. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of extra baseball. It could have been that, but the but his breaking pitches didn't have the same stuff on it. It was flatter. Um, he wasn't getting the same strikeout total, which is a big big concern. He's going to give up more home runs, but his. But his swing and miss numbers were way down last year. His strikeout per nine was way down last year. That doesn't make any sense. So something was going on. But, you know, think about this. Fame, he got money, 
He was famous. He's running around with a wheelbarrow of cash with Mattress Mac. He probably lived it up in the offseason. Would it be surprise you if he came in a little heavier and he came in? Yeah, and I love to hear that he is looking at this like, and I think the pitching coaches probably will have a better chance. If he's lighter, It's gonna. It's that's great news. You know, should he put some braids on like Fromber? Just get Fromber cut his braids because he didn't have the season he wanted, and now you want Javier to have them. Do you think that's a superstition thing for Fromber? I do. Do you think that? Why would Fromber get rid of? If Fromber thinks he looks dope in those braids, why is he going to get rid of it? I think it's super baseball superstition. Maybe. Well, I don't know. He was he wore them at the All Star game. Won the All Star game, and then he kept going wearing them. And he won a, by the way, also won a World Series. Yeah, yeah. With braids. Yeah. So what's what, what are you talking about? What's the superstition? That's what I'm asking. Why is he getting rid of braids? Because he says, uh, uh, frankly, I've got to worry less about my hair and more about my pitching right now. I like the focus. I don't like hair guys. Hair, you, if you're more worried about your hair than you are, okay. No, Mapes is okay. He's got a headband on. Why don't you at Sean instead of subtweeting him? What do you mean? Instead of sub. Talking him, I'm you don't like right hair now. guys. People who are more worried about their hair. No. Do you remember when he first Sean started? Sean is here? worried about pushing. Do you remember when right he first? Started he got here? his hair out of his face. Do you remember when he first started here? What? Sean, have you cut your hair since you started here? Have oh, you cut yeah. any off the length? Um, yeah, from time to time, just like a trim, though. Yeah. Not- Would you consider yourself a hair guy? Hmm. We do. Yeah. Like, and John said I mean, he doesn't like hair things- guys. He's the Utah quarterback. Dale's not a hair guy. I'm not a hair guy. You're a hair guy. Yeah. You're well, a hair guy I'm, now because of Linville. Yeah. Um, Doc Linville made me a hair guy. Okay. So, but I don't have to worry. It's not like I, I have to. I swear on everything. Dude, if Linville I, the, gives you extensions and puts you in some fromber beads, I will, not only will I not quit radio, I will sign a 20-year extension. <laughs> I will have a contract that says, I will do radio with John until he's dead. <laughs> if you wear braids. If you get extensions that are braids, I could get I could get them. Okay, you're going. If you to, come in here with braids, I'm just telling you, I'm in forever. Extensions, I got to get, get them taken out like Fromber did. And I got to do. I got to put the little jewelry on the bottom of them and everything. Beads. Yeah, you got to put the yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. No, you don't have to. But I want you to bunch it up like maybe Larry Fitzgerald had. Yeah. Um, I want Mapes's hair. Okay. Of course you do. Of course I got. I do like it that Fromber's getting serious. Like, all right, enough of these, enough of this, these, these extensions. I got to focus on my pitch. That's right. And then you have Christian Javier's like, I got to lay off the media or whatever I'm having. Yeah. I've got pastel. I I got to get off of that. And I got well, that's Puerto Rican. He's Dominican. Uh, whatever. I don't know what Dominican food is. I don't know a dish. Oh, but he's got to get off of that. I don't know. I'd like to have Dominican food. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I like the fact that he came in lighter. You what know, else do we do? Oh, Alex Bregman, you come in 15 pounds lighter. Bregman's like, I'll take that. Yeah. Let me go hit the bench press in the, squ- in the squat rack. How committed are the Astros yeah. this year? No, they're committed. Bregman's like squat rack. And then you got Kyle Tucker, who's probably like, oh, this is mm-hmm. I don't know. Ooh, just, this is a good I'll title. I'll take some swings. Does, does, do you think he's ever going to get excited about anything, Kyle Ooh. Tucker? Kyle no. Tucker can make. No. The greatest catch in the history of baseball, yeah. and just be like, uh, yeah, he's very Biggio ish. That's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yes. I did that. That's okay. <laughs> no, he's only sleepier. Only sleepier than Bish. Oh, Bish was a red ass. I don't even get a red ass yeah, vibe no, off nothing. of. I mean, yeah. Oh, in the postseason, walking up to the plate, you knew he wasn't going to hit anything. Oh, my God. Kyle Tucker was awful. 
Dell's new show name, Mapes and Hate. That's good, Wave Buster. It's Pretty not good. Bad. That's not bad. I like it better than Mapes, Mapes and Mopey. Mapes I like and Mopey hate. and Mapes. Yeah, I like Mapes and Hate. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, how about uh, ranking the play callers? Where does Bobby Slowick land? Where does Bobby Slowick land in NFL lore? Well, in current NFL coaches. Where does John Clay Wolf land as far as car buyers? The number one, the best. He's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how good he is. Honestly, John Clay Wolf buys a billion dollars worth of cars and sells a billion dollars worth of cars. I mean, that's how it's crazy. And he does. Why would people, why do you sell your car to somebody? Let's look at it. Why would you do that? Okay, so if it's a nephew or a kid and you're going to sell them your car, not give your kid your car, okay, whatever. If you're going to sell the car, you want to give them a discount. You want them to a neighbor, a good friend. Yeah, I'll give it to you for this. That's fine. But if you're selling it to a stranger, get as much as you can, brother. It's a piece of metal. What do you give me? Give me as much cash as possible, and that's what John Clay Wolf does. He gives you more for your car. So you sell it to him. You know why he buys more is because he pays more. He does it every single time. And if he can't meet CarMax's offer, he's going to send you $100. And he don't send $100 because he can meet and beat CarMax every time. So all you got to do, if you're selling your car, give me the VIN.com. That's give me the VIN.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dude. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. Me. is currently studying the Daily Dew Point for the next four weeks. The other is mulling over new acceptable ways to say the E-word. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Caitlin Clark lost last night. You saw that, right? They locked her down. Huh? They locked her down. Yeah. Well, she still had a, she still had numbers, but um, she is uh, she was none too pleased. Here, number fourteen, Indiana took care of business. You know, that's a that's a rivalry game. That's that's a bit of a rivalry game. Big Ten, they see each other, they know each other, and they were not going to let Caitlin Clark take care of that business. Caitlin Clark actually got feisty. They, she got feisty with one of the Indiana players. Um, but she's a story, man. Caitlin Clark's got some edge. Yeah, you know, the whole thing became the the Angel Reese and Classless and blah blah blah. But I mean, I think Angel took it a little. You know, she after the game or whatever, yeah. she, she probably took it too long and then on podcast and all that stuff. But Caitlin Clark, the reason all that stuff happens is she does some stuff like she's kind of a trash talker. Yeah. She did the, you know, it spurred. They were spurred on really not by what she did with them, but in the game before LSU got. Yeah, Caitlin's got a little edge to her. Yep. Like she's not afraid to I love that. get after That's, right. That's why she flopped when that big girl ran into her when she was running on the court and then caitlin made sure to flop but also gave her a little yeah boom, a little and then flopped to the ground and at first i thought that's terrible she ran on the court and i saw a different angle i'm like oh that's a flop um seven three seven eight oh three seven seven six tj is here is it father tj or the other tj no, I am a father, but it's not that kind of father. Oh, okay, not that kind of father. Father TJ only calls okay. him the first TJ Yeah, this is TJ Jesus. the father. Yeah. Different. Right. There you go. 
Hey, I got. Did you guys see that Bleacher Report where they said it's going to be a little bit tougher to get Breslin's contract done? I just want to get you guys take on that because if you're not going to sign him, and Trade them and get what you can get for them. Don't just let them go free. We've done that too many times. So I just want to get you guys idea on what you think about that. No, they're not going. I don't. I don't think they're going to trade them unless they get somebody. What, you, what would John Granado do? I would let him. I play it out and let's go. Because is, I'm going for it again. Is there? A We've got too good a team. We are not. I get that. I'm, I'm is not, there a breaking point? I'm not playing for next year or the year Do you after. change your philosophy if the season doesn't go like you thought? Yes, obviously. But here's the problem. By the time you get to trade deadline, but what if you're – but this is what's so hard. You would have to be atrocious not to think you have a chance. Yeah. If you're within eight not. games, are you pulling the trigger at trade deadline? I still think they can win it. If, even That's if, what I'm saying. Uh, so that realistically, realistically, there's almost no. nothing. That He's not going done. anywhere. And my belief is sometimes you have to make hard decisions. I'm kind of with you, TJ. I think hard decisions in, can benefit the long term as opposed to being potentially delusional in the short term. But I'm also the same guy who had some questions about maybe – I just I threw it out there. I wasn't advocating trading last year. Some people went over the top with that video that we put out because that's not what I was advocating. But I am advocating being open to trading a player to restock minor leagues so you make – the next sustained big run, and you keep the flow going. I'm not a big fan of just letting guys walk. But, you know, the Astros also can look like they don't have a ch- – they, they almost didn't make the playoffs. Almost didn't make the playoffs. They needed the last day. And guess what happened? They got to game seven of the ALCS with a guy who had been a hot pitcher and Christian Javier on the mound. Like, they just couldn't win at home. That's mm-hmm. all. They just couldn't win any baseball at home or they would have been in a World Series again if they could play at home at all. Didn't win a single freaking game against the Rangers at home. Unbelievable. Yeah. And won all three on the road. So, I mean, yeah. But, yes, I agree. I uh, Listen, we are not we are not going to trade. We're not trading uh, Alex Bregman. We're going to let him walk just like we let everybody walk. We're going to let Kyle Tucker walk probably too because we're going to be in it again next year when he replaces – third base with a I don't know I don't know I don't know did Matt Chapman sign yet I don't know if Matt Chapman signed yet. no I don't think, he's, I, don't think I haven't he, seen him I haven't seen anywhere. it I haven't seen it either I mean, you know what why maybe he'll sign a one-year deal with somebody and then he'll be available next year why like, are you asking about him though because he could be a possible replacement here's the question they actually have it's year. crazy he's only 30 but um yeah. the question is why hasn't anyone as opening day nears, why hasn't anyone signed Matt Chapman? And here are the reasons why. Strikeout concerns. We feel the need to preface this we the care. following subhead by noting that Chapman has been productive hitter throughout his big league career. He's never finished with an OPS plus below 100, but then they go into all of his strikeout issues. 29.4% strikeout rate was the fifth highest of uh, 54 primary third baseman. That's one exploitability. And that one is going to tell you that, uh, they took a look at true media, looked at his contact rate map. So basically his exploitability on the, on a, on a heat map and then good teams aren't biting. According to baseball prospectus, 16 teams are slated to an 81 or more and yada, yada, yada. So if you, what I'm reading here is there's a big issue with things that the Astros would consider no goes. If you're exploitable at the line in at the if you're exploitable 
in the batter's box, and you're going to have a high strikeout rate. They're not really. This isn't Crush City anymore. You try to hit a bunch of home runs, and you don't care how many strikeouts. You can have a guy like that or two. You can have a, a guy or two. Right? But I don't think they want to do that Plus, anymore. he's a, a, a really good third baseman. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't mind that. Matt Chapman. I wouldn't mind Matt Chapman. you got Alex Bregman. But you're not going to have Alex Bregman after this year. Okay? So? So that's the develop. answer. There's the answer. Uh, no one's even picking him up. I know. Well, he's probably his demands are probably too high. Well, you know what? He's going to have to come down next year. No, he'll sign somewhere this year. Yeah, you know, for one year maybe. Yeah, and then he'll be available next year. I'll take a Matt Chapman. I want better than. I'll him. take a guy that that strikes out some. Hey, again, his OPS plus. Look at, and we're gonna. Uh, I prefer guys who don't strike out. I do too. I do too. But you know what? Sometimes you got to have a strikeout in there. Okay, throw a strikeout or two in there. It's actually against what the Astros believe in. They like swing and hit guys. They don't like swing and miss guys. That's that's uh, that's this newfangled Bagwell-lytics, like you like to call it. Okay, so stop already. That only works with mostly relievers. Okay, so we're gonna stop doing that. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six is the number if you would like to hang out with us here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. Right now, though, we'll talk a little tequila. We're talking about Maestro Bell's brilliance when it comes to the Añejo, the Reposado, the Cristalino. I'm going to focus on that big three because those are three very different types of tequilas. But, um, you know, and once you experience it for yourself, I was able to have a tasting and tasted them back to back to back. And it's it's amazing how they they differ in terms of the flavor profile and the level of smoothness. They're all smooth. They all go down smooth. And, and it's funny because... Big time tequila people, they don't like the word smooth, but I'm just telling you as a as a as a listener and somebody who may really appreciate tequila or you may want to start trying it more as opposed to the way you've had it in the past, I think it makes sense because a lot of people are used to the burn of a of a bad tequila, of something that has the impurities and they're not distilled. The the, the properly distilled tequila is going to be a more smooth tequila, and you're not going to find anything smoother than the amount of tequilas and the different types of bottles than our friends over at Maestro Do Bell. Give Maestro Do Bell a shot. Wherever fine liquors are sold, make sure that you get a bottle of Maestro Do Bell and wherever fine liquors are sold. If they don't have it, ask for it by name. It's Maestro Do Bell. ESPN 97.5.com. Iocane powder. There's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world. It would be a pity to damage yours. Oh, Wesley, darling. really want to keep listening to John and Lance this morning, I guess I'll allow it. Oh, wait. The true gatekeeper of the Veritex Community Bank Studios is here. That's Dell. Dell, what say you? All right. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. is the number. All right. The Astros bullpen. We haven't touched on that. So they are looking at here, here's oh, we didn't do this. We got to do this. And I, I, I promoted, I teased it, and we never did it, which is it's something that happens all the time. Ranking the NFL play callers, who's number one in the league? Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Yes, Ben Johnson too. No, Ben really? Johnson is down the list. Sean McVay, they have two. You know, it's funny. People in football really respect Sean McVay a yeah. lot. Okay, Sean McVay, too. Is it Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson's down Ben's the list, down you said? The list, yep. Oh, then he's probably going to go with uh, uh, either Stefanski or uh, uh, what's his name in Green Bay. 
Well, or Andy Reid. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's a, yeah. Yeah. Andy Reid. How's Andy not two? Yeah. Yeah. Andy Reid. Yep. Yep. Mike McDaniel is four. The enemy five? Nope. Matt LaFleur is five. Okay. Sean Payton. Kevin O'Connell. Sean Payton's still Shane there, Steichen. Huh? Kevin Stefanski. Ben so they're Johnson. going all head coaches. Ben Johnson is 10. How many of these guys are head coaches? Well. All of them. Yeah. So the first coordinator? The first coordinator. Is Ben Johnson? Is Ben Johnson at 10. Wow. Then Todd Munkin. Then Drew Petzing. Then it's all. Dave Canales. Arthur Smith. These are offense coordinators. Yes. You know what? Bobby Sloak's trash. 15. This is why he couldn't get a. Here's what they say about Bobby. This Sloak. is why he See couldn't if, get a. He couldn't get a head coaching job. In his first year, he was largely impressive. He enabled CJ Stroud to be aggressive, downfield passer, regularly abusing play action, open windows over the middle of the field for the Texans. Slowick looked like someone well versed in the Shanahan system. However, Slowick's youth and inexperience showed at times. Too often, he was insistent on hammering away on the ground with nothing to show for it. Moreover, Slowick sometimes struggled to come up with answers when thrown out of his rhythm. The playoff game against the Ravens was a fantastic example of that. Slowick continued to spam futile inside runs and attempt trick plays to get things going. He had no real substance to turn to in a moment of need. He will learn he's a sharp play caller. Agree or disagree? Yeah, mostly agree with that. He... he you have to con- even though they were unsuccessful, and I'm not talking about the Ravens. We're game. we're one season. They were uns- they were unsuccessful at running the football. You got to run the football. But he tried. He tried, and people got mad that well, he- I know. But he's got to keep trying. Yes, he does. But you also don't bang your. You also are trying to win games too. So I appreciated. Hey, I didn't have a problem when he was trying to run the football. The offense is predicated on running the ball. Backing on running the ball, trying to bring safeties and linebackers forward, and then hitting them with play action. It's what it's based on. If you don't know what the offense is based on, you get caught up. This is why I'm not a. Uh, this is why you have to make running the football a priority. You must. D'Amico Ryan's wants to do it because you know what he is. He's a defensive guy who knows that running the football is the most demoralizing thing a defense can face. Is when you can't. Bobby Slowick's like it unlocks the offense if we run. D'Amico's like it. It demoralizes a defense when you can run and they can't stop you. And for all that reason, I don't want to see CJ throwing it 40 times a game. It'd be fun, but it's not the best way to win football games. Isaiah Pacheco unlocked something for the Chiefs. His ability to run, unlike, of course, Pat Mahomes, when it comes down to make winning plays, is Pat Mahomes. But Pacheco was huge for them, was absolutely huge. I think Buffalo Bills really miss having a plus running back. I think it's a big deal that Buffalo's never had a running back that has been a plus-plus running back. I think Baltimore Ravens had one with Dobbins, but he gets hurt every other day. Keaton Mitchell was a great steal for them, but he got hurt. You have Gus Edwards, who's okay, but too much of it falls on Lamar Jackson. Has he made a Super Bowl? No. Have Buffalo made a Super Bowl? No. San Francisco gets Christian McCaffrey, and they've also got a good – well, they've got just kind of guys on the interior. they got Trent Williams. And guess what? I mean, they're in Super Bowls. Like, the running game, when Dallas Dallas had chances, but uh, I'm trying to think. Tampa, not as much. And Tom Brady, well, now, if you look at New England, if you've studied them, they actually had, like, top five and six-rated running games. When they were in the middle of the Bill Belichick run, they actually ran the ball well. Because when they wanted to, and if they thought you, they could demoralize yeah. you, 
they would just pound the rock. And that's what was always crazy for fantasy fans is you never knew who was going to get their Like, people don't think about their running game because fantasy football fans always knew it was a nightmare trying to have a running back from New England because a guy could could have 20 carries for 130. Ramondre Stevenson could go for two touchdowns and 125 and get six carries the next game, and somebody could have 14. Like, what the hell are you doing, Belichick? Seriously, Bill Belichick, for as great as he is, I don't. why do you not just have a standard running back? Why are you always trying to play games like this, trying to game the system? Why did you not care at all about what any other teams are going to be doing a draft? We just do what we do, and we don't care about, okay, in theory that's great, but if you know where guys, wouldn't you like to get a guy you had in the second even though you evaluated him poorly? Wouldn't you rather get him in the third if you know the rest of the league sees this guy as a fourth? Like, what, like Belichick's way is, he, he was so, his, his circle and his bubble got so small, and then he's such an amazing coach, but then did things like put a defensive coordinator at play caller yeah for a young quarterback well, that was like, just I that's think, criminal that's fireable yes no that was ego we can do it with yeah no 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 problem I mean, his ego did get out of control yeah, it did it absolutely did no we'll be fine we don't need we don't need that offensive court what are you kidding me you literally have matt patricia calling plays yeah I mean, that's just awful for a young quarterback who's lost his confidence like it's the worst thing i've ever seen yeah uh Okay, before we go in the end of the week, because the Astros play, they, they play tomorrow against Washington in their first preseason game. The bullpen is going to be is interesting to find out what they're going to do with this bullpen. So, so um, it'll, Dylan Coleman is a guy that he's a 6'5 guy. He was really, really bad last year. He is a guy who the year before was really, really good. He had a 278 and held uh, opponents to a 194 average in 68 innings in 2022. In 23, um, his velocity was two miles lower across 23 outings, 19 walks in 18 and a third innings, and 884 ERA. This is a project kind of guy, or, well, we know he can do it. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Dylan Coleman is not going to be in that bullpen this year. Really? They, they'll give him a shot. Well, it depends on how he's What's, thrown. Well, you lost bullpen, guys, so somebody's getting a shot. For for sure you know this. Hater, Presley, Abreu, Montero, right? You know that for sure. It's Coleman. It's Sousa. It's Blanco. Belak. Nope. Yeah, he's still start of it. He's, no, he's not going to be in the bullpen. Blanco, he, maybe. But he, Blanco still has been more of a starter. We're not doing this BLAC thing. Stop saying that. They're talking about a six-man rotation. They don't need it. They play. They play. They have a They have a, a, a stretch with one day off over like 31 days into May and into June or late May. There's a there is a chance they go to the six man rotation. Then they don't need it early. They don't need a six man rotation early. And as a matter of fact, Justin Verlander is going to screw that all up anyway because he's going to want to pitch every fifth day. So do you put France in the in the bullpen? Do you put Hunter Brown in the bullpen? Do you put Urquidy in the bullpen? See, I don't. So the six man rotation is going to be fleeting. It's not full time. 
Uh, we're trying to get Verlander 300 wins. Is, does Seth Martinez show you anything? Is Forrest Whitley a possibility? I'd love it if he was. Um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. You'd like I to have some strike. You've bullpen. got some strikeout guys in there already, but you like the big arm guys. Typically, now the Astros have gone in that direction. Um, Stanek is a guy who could throw 90, 98, and uh, you know he didn't always get a play. But in the course of the year, you use a Stanek. Who's going to be your guy that's got the 97, 98? Is that Blanco? Blanco can puff it up some. He can, yeah, he Maybe can he'll be that big arm. Because uh, they don't typically want to pitch to contact. Well, guy. you know, it's actually, I mean, with the with the way the, the back end of the bullpen is, I mean, we're talking about, I'm hopefully very little use. Hopefully your starters are going to go five, six innings, five and a t- whatever, over five innings. You use all three of those guys all the time. And, like, you only sparingly can do that because – it sounds good in theory, but then you get to the next game and are, are all three of them gone? Like, who's available? Well, that's, to me, that's a key in that if you use Hater one day or two days in a row, Probably don't want to back now you've got up with, Presley. So, I like that idea, too, of maybe not, of being careful about about having Abreu as more of a setup man than Presley sometimes. Presley, you want him to, sometimes you want Presley. It depends on the game. If Montero is good. If Montero's back to being pretty decent, you can use him in the seventh, cool. Abreu eighth, cool story, and Hader, and Hader in the ninth, and then have Presley ready for the next game to close. You just have to read the game situation. If it's tight, they're going to go with the three best. Yes. You know, they'll go Abreu to Presley. It'll be Abreu to Presley to Hader. If it's, you know, it's from game to game, that's what it's going to be. Um, but yeah, you do need to have a Montero's there. The but, it, but I think it's waste. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if you use a Brayu Presley and Hater, and then a Brayu Presley and Hater the next day. What do you do after that? That's what I'm saying. You have no. You can't use you can't it in a three that. game series. You so you're going to have to have more than just Montero, and there's no guarantee Montero's good. So you're going to have to have a the the two inning reliever, which is easy. You got. Blanco could do it, whatever. I mean, you got starters. Seth Martinez can do it. Seth Martinez, Blanco, J.P. France, any of those guys can do it. You just have to figure out who's going to be the guy that can that can warm up quickest out of the starters and can become that guy. You'd like to have somebody who can, you know, get you strikeouts. Maybe you want a sinker ball guy that can try to induce double plays. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be it's kind of fun to see who's going to end up in that bullpen. It seems like such a you guys were talking about the the fifth and sixth pitchers in the bullpen. Uh, but, dude, we just win champ. I'm sorry. All we do is go to ALCSs and win championships. That's all. And fight for championships. So good teams. This, poverty teams can worry about your setup, man. Uh, elite teams like the Astros, we worry about fifth outfielders and sixth relievers. Well, and this has got a chance to be the best of them all, even better than 22 when they were the best, one of the best bullpens in postseason history, this is a chance to be even better. This team is going to be good. This is going to be fun, even though Mapes doesn't think so. Um, your headband a, says I don't. A, I don't believe stray. in this. Your headband says I don't believe in this team. No, I believe in this team. Okay, I, I, just, I was I was nodding my head when Lance was like, "Other teams worry about their setup guys. We worry about we're just yeah. built different. City of champions." I was like, "Yeah, yeah all that Lance. stuff." Yeah. Yeah, you can't. I just, and you've already heard Twitter 
Astros. I don't know. Twitter I just is, miss Dell. I, I always throw shots at him. Yeah, when he's yeah. Not here. It's, it's not yeah. so you had to catch something. Well, yeah, it's, a little shrapnel won't hurt you. Are Astros Twitter considered the most obnoxious Twitter? And they're they're right there on X. Yeah, yeah. They're up there. You know why? Because they deserve, and deserve because the we're the best. Because they and and by proxy us, we're elitists. Yes, and you know why? Because we're in a different tax bracket than the rest of you guys. Well, when we it comes don't have a baseball. poverty quarterback. We don't, we don't have, have poverty quarterbacks. We've got Jalen Green. Yeah. We've got Alpi. Alpi. We've got uh, the Astros. Yeah. We've got the best in the world. Think, think about this. Justin Verlander. Uh, Jose Altuve. Is Altuve any good? Jordan, any good? We've got, are you okay with Jordan? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you like C.J. Stroud? Do you like Will Anderson, the defensive player of the year? Yeah. You've got Jalen Green, you know? Oh, you like that? He's also, yeah. You like that? You like that? Jalen Jalen can do. He was in a dunk contest once. Yep, I remember. Do you remember how good that was? Yeah, that one. Uh, one of, he dunked one of them. <laughs> a guy who's not even in the league is the best dunker in the league. Mac McClung. <laughs> Time to talk about Robin. She's the best. She's the best uh, powder coater there is. Rob. Okay, I said it. Robin is the best powder coater there is. She's awesome. You're gonna love doing business with Robin. Your patio furniture is old and faded. Your patio furniture is over 10 years old. Wait now. Wait. Hold. Because that steel that's in your patio furniture is better than the steel that they're making today. It may be more valuable than steel that's being produced today. Even though all that stuff is new, the steel is not as good because they it's lessened, it's weakened, it's not the same. So... You want to save that patio furniture from 10 years ago. But, man, it's shoddy. It's broken. Hardware straps, slings need to be repaired. No problem. Not for Houston Powder Coaters. Free pickup and free delivery. Uh, Send in your picks to get an estimate, and Robin will do that right over the phone. You send her your picks, and she'll either tell you, oh, yeah, we can fix it. It's going to be this much. Or uh, go buy new stuff because that's just lost. Houston, you're going to get a square deal. You're going to get the best deal. Free pickup and delivery as well. All at HoustonPowderCoders.com. 281-676-3888 or HoustonPowderCoders.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Please keep hands and feet in the ride at all times. All clear. Time now for news of the weird with John and Lance. Weird. 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 John and Lance weird. News of the weird. News. News. Weird. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So, Lance, apparently in in which country is this? Chief Minister Jayam Mohan. And, I mean, this is some kind of a, I don't know which country this is. Oh, Pradesh. Andhra Pradesh. Um... Apparently, the political party is putting their names on condoms. Do you want to use a condom with, let's say, AOL or Joe Biden? Do you want to use the Joe Biden condom? Which one would you want? The Joe Biden condom or the Donald Trump (laughs) Trump condom? Married. Not having more kids. You never used a condom. That's right. You you, you have a kid every other week. 
<laughs> I did this, but yeah. I had a grand total of five. I, okay. I, I'm way down the list. Um, yeah. Well, which one? Okay, if you use the condom, let's just say hypothetically, which one would you use, the Joe Biden or the Donald Trump? I'm going to go different. Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> use the Akeem. That's a long. The dream. That's a lot. Akeem Olajuwon written across that condom? Well, I think it's just the face. No, it, it's the letters. It's the letters. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I guess I'll use the one that says Dominique Rogers Cromartie. <laughs> I think you use the AOL. What's her name? AOL, not AOL. What's her name? AOC. AOC. AOL. The Aiden O'Connell condom is the one that... Uh... Aiden O'Connell. No, the AOL is... That's oh. a, AOC. <laughs> I, I know. Aiden O'Connell. AOC. That's how people know it as the Purdue Aiden quarterback. O'Connell, not the fourth him. round pick with the Raiders. Not him. Not him. That's AOC. You know her. Hunter Biden's lawyers say prosecutors confused a picture of sawdust with cocaine. Do you believe <laughs> what? that Hunter Biden was was snorting sawdust? No. Or I do not believe or coca- he was snorting. Or cocaine. I you do don't not believe that he snorted sawdust. No. You don't believe that. No. General General Mills is being urged to take plastics out of Cheerios, soup, pasta, and canned corn. Do you feel like you should be strong strong arming a company to take plastic out of their food? I like the fact that we're getting it out of the canned corn game. You can't just yeah. have plastic in there. No, you gotta. Is this? Are they talking about the the packaging? I'm assuming. Which no, I've never heard of. Out of the food, pack, out of the actual comida, in pre-packaged foods. Yes. Yeah, I don't. So they, they, apparently, in a letter, Consumer Reports claiming it found concerning levels of Forever Chemical phthalates in several General Mills products. Like, I don't mean to be an a hole, but I just don't want. I, and I'm not trying to be fussy or a diva, mm-hmm. but I just don't want plastic in my food. Uh, apparently, a woman was mortified after Bumble her Bumble match. The man sniffed her hair on the first date. That's going to happen. Do you feel like sniffing hair? Do you, it's like, Sean, you're on Bumble, right? Or something? Tinder? No, I'm not. But Do I can... girls like to sniff your hair on the first date? Fair question. Not on the first date. Not, Not on the, the first, first date? date. You, don't, it's you think it's inappropriate? It's, it's aggressive on the first date. It has to be going super but, well. But you don't... What, they, what if they grabbed the your hair and they wanted to smell it? Uh, I don't think that's too aggressive. I'm wanna, Yeah, I think what we're willing to put up with and what women are willing to put up with yeah. is a lot that's, different. That's the thing. If we do it, it's literally ser- considered serial killer-like when yeah. really we just think your hair smells good. Yeah. I, we don't mean anything by it. You should let us do it. and Because I would let you do it. If you thought, oh, your hair smells great. Can I smell You'd it? You'd let Absolutely. Sean sniff your hair? Not Sean, but no. oh, oh. I would let, like, if, if I were dating, if I were Sean, a woman said, oh, my God, your hair looks great. And she just went in for the sniff. I wouldn't even, like, oh, you need to ask for permission. I, but that's just guys, though. Yeah. We would yeah. be super, wow, I think she likes me. I think we, right. in And general. this is what the girl would say, oh, gross, he likes me. <laughs> gross. Yeah. Ugh. In general, I think the... Men would have a higher tolerance than women. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they smell my hair, especially now. Are, Doc are, Linville. Are, is News of the Weird going to include, now that we've seen the baseball, the new baseball jerseys are a problem, now we've seen the pants that players are Apparently wearing. Apparently they're see-through. And you can see through the entire, like where their shirts are tucked in. At some point, somebody is going to say, okay, 
You want to play this game, crappy uniform makers? Your boy's not going with the cup today. No, you have to wear a cup in baseball. Oh, wait. You don't wear a cup in football. You don't wear a cup in basketball. You have to wear a cup in baseball. You do, unless you're not playing that day. Well, you're a pitcher. okay, then, okay. If I'm a pitcher and I'm not pitching, if you wear a cup as a starting pitcher and, and this is and this is and you pitched two days ago, then you are you're really into baseball. Yeah. Or well, I, 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 I don't know why just, you would. Why would unless you? Unless you want to show your stuff off. You ever go. worn a cup before you ever played baseball? Oh yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it does. It's not great. The worst. The worst. Um well if you want to show your stuff off, go get it. You know what? Somebody's going to do that. Will you be arrested if you don't wear a cup in Major League Baseball now? No. Well, Fix the pants. It's a, Stop being so cheap. exposure. Honestly. Well, and, fa- well, and, and, and that, that last one today, a Florida man exposes himself while shoplifting. I think it's counter. I just feel like you're making a mistake if you're shoplifting you shouldn't be showing your stuff to everybody. Am I right or am I right? Yeah. I mean, that's not you. I think you try to what you want to. You don't want to bring attention to attention yourself. to yourself. Yeah. When you're shoplift, I think he had. If you're gonna, if you're gonna shoplift, shoplift. If you're gonna expose yourself, expose yourself. Right. Right. But don't do both. Don't do both. No. It's counterintuitive. It, it absolutely is. I'm. I'm sorry, but you're that's no that's self snitching right there, right there. Yeah. Look what I got. Look what I got in my pants. Oh, and this too. Look, I got. I got. Look what I got in my pants. Oh, I don't have uh, pants. <laughs> oh, tricked you. You know. Um, you know who's been. If you're tri- gonna do that. You at least dab at the end. You know who's been tricking you for years. What's up next, Mopey and Mapes? Or what's up next? Greenie's up next. Oh, we got Greenie up next right here on ESPN 97.5 and probably brought to you in progress because we're late. Here's the deal, though. Artisan Grange. How about the Dublin and the Canstead? How about the Kill Cliff? I'm telling you, how, how about this? I got this yesterday from the guys. The Kill Cliff Fight Club. They are doing, they're doing Bellator. They're doing Fury. They're doing UFC. They're awesome. What they're doing, and, and, and one of the fighters put out there, uh, at Hemp Dip Game, at Hemp at hemp dip is a game changer for weight cutting for my championship fight. That is one of the fighters from Kill Cliff. That is, he's telling you, the hemp is helping you. The hemp and the CBD is better for you than the tobacco, the nicotine. Stop already with that. Go to, you got to go to 975dip.com. And start weaning yourself from that crap that you're putting between your cheek and gum. This is better for you. And he says it's great for cutting weight as well. I don't know. I'm just saying what one of the Kill Cliff guys says. If you're looking for a, the best way to get off of that nicotine and get off of that uh, tobacco, 975dip.com, 975dip.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hey, what happened? And every time something would go wrong, I would look at the camera and say, Hey, what happened?